Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 626, recorded live on February 23rd, 2020, and here are your hosts. The man who was able to log into the website last week, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who somehow got denied, Andy Lowe. Hi. Which is really weird. I know. You, there, there isn't a whole lot of security on this site. I will be totally upfront. I made this well before I understood like actual web programming, and mostly I'm just not worried about it because like, what's someone going to do? We had we had to put the logins because people were spamming our um, link posting Forum and links. Yeah. yeah, but like, it's not a, a very strong. Th- and so it was just really weird that your your internet decided that nope, you were getting a 403 error out of it. Yeah, and um, what's really weird? It was only on my computer itself, so my phone. And my work laptop were signing in fine. It was just for some reason my home computer here was giving me a 403 error, and I could not figure it out. I, you know, I tried different browsers. I was still... That reminds me, yeah, I should check the other browser, see if I still get it in the other one. So I just went into Chrome and I said, all right, just blow out the last week of stuff. <laughs> roll, roll it back. And it worked. It worked. I still... Don't know why it worked. Why it worked, but it did. But it worked. Yeah. And that's the important thing. <laughs> I, I re- that happens so many times at work, though, where it's like, this isn't working. And I'm like, try okay, this. Try, you know, well, did you, <laughs> you know. Reboot. I, I do it a reboot, and it starts working again. They're like, oh, what'd you do? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Well, I've, I believe I've told you before, the number one and number two most common. Gesundheit. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm coming down with a cold. That's going to happen a couple times. Uh, the okay. number one and number two most common um, solutions to a technical problem. Number one being the presence of the technician. Mm-hmm. And number two, turning it off and turning it on again. I yeah I know I I call that the repairman effect for the first part the second part mm. yeah yeah no I just I don't sometimes it's just you know something gets messed up in the system so you just bring it back that's why it pays to have backups so. Yep, no, no, but I uh, I was able to get in, so I was able to post the podcast and um, uh, post all our topics. Get ready for this, week. for this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of topics this week. Yep. Hi. Is that a monster Hello. tractor? <laughs> well, cool. So, what else have you done this week? What did I do this week? Let's see. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Shopping on Monday. Didn't have curling this week. I had that off. I went to the doctors on Wednesday, and I have been officially cleared to not have restrictions at work anymore. Knee? Yes. That's good. Uh, I went to Torch on Wednesday night and saw a presentation about having a heart attack and how um, bypasses work. I mean, you got to build bypasses. Well, I uh, heart bypasses and how that. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Coming from uh, a family where, let's see, in the previous generation of the eight brothers and sisters, uh, one, five have had bypass surgery. Mm. Two of them have had it multiple times. Yeah, we've had heart disease and heart attacks on both sides, so... Yeah. Yep. That's that's a fun thing to look forward to. Yep. It's Not unit. really at all. No. Okay. But, you know, that's why I get my cholesterol tested every two years. <clears throat> Ooh, what's your cholesterol? I got mine tested this week. 
Oh, uh, I didn't get it tested this year. I can give you my numbers from last year, though. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I am asking you for, for PHI, so if you don't want to say, you do not have to say. I cannot legally share this. I know. Hold on. I'm logging into my mic chart powered by Epic. Yeah. You're with Bronson, right? Yes. That's who's in that area? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cholesterol value, 137. Not bad. HDL, 38. Okay. LDL, 86. Yep. My total cholesterol is 250. Ooh. My HDL is 50. Ooh. So that's, that's, that's the good part is the HDL, but yeah, the rest of it is not good. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, cause the guy who was giving the talk is a heart surgeon who's done over. I shoot, what did he? He was some crazy number of heart surgeries that he's done over his career, and it was just like you know he's he's finally like you know he's going through the numbers and like okay we tell people this but what you really want is this and we're just like mm, I'm close. He also told me that it was like, you know what, just you need to get out and do your, you know, uh, 30 minutes to an hour of brisk walking every day. And he's like, yeah, you could run marathons, but you don't need to. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good to know. (laughs) Cool. So let's see, that was Wednesday. What did I do on Thursday and Friday? Did work. I assume you worked. Yeah, I, I worked, came home. Slept. You know. That's, uh... <laughs> that's what happens is now. Is I just, you know, you come home, you try and get dinner, and then it's like, okay, got a little bit of time, then we got to put Isaac to bed. And then after that, it's like, okay, I got about an hour to 45 minutes before I want to go to bed. <laughs> so. So what have you been up to this week? Uh, I wrote a Discord bot this week. Oh. And I ran into that one situation in programming that I utterly despise, where I spent two weeks working on a problem, trying to solve a problem, trying to figure a way to do this, trying to get this thing to work, trying method A, trying method B, trying method C, trying method A again, trying method D, trying method A again, and then saying, you know what, I think I'm going about this the wrong way. I wonder if, and sure enough, I wrote the solution in like 20 lines. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to scrape a web page, and the web page's formatting is not conducive to scraping. And so it, it caused a lot of issues, and then eventually I'm like, wait, why am I trying to parse all of this out instead of just displaying what I got? And it was a lot easier. Yeah, I always love that where you're trying something, trying something, trying something. And then you're like, you know, I was I was trying to do something with one of our audio boards using some of our audio over IP stuff. And I'm like, man, there's got to be a better way of doing this because I'm trying to do like if then statements and, you know, using some of our memory. There's you can do some pretty complex stuff with on there because we actually have memory banks that you can actually um, add and subtract from on the side. So I could say mm-hmm. like, OK, you know, if I, you know, push this button you know, add one to memory bank location one, and then, you know, okay, next time I push it, add another one, and okay, if, you know, memory bank value is two, then do this. And I was trying to figure this whole thing out there, I'm like, there's gotta be a better way of doing it, and I talked to the guy, it's like, well, have you thought about this? And I'm just sitting there going like, oh my god, that is so simple. (laughs) I literally, I just have to change one drop-down menu, and then it works, and I'm like, oh, for the love of Pete. Yep. No, I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling hard. But the bot works. Well, that's good. Hey, man, if it all's well, that ends well. Yep. I just need to figure out how I want to host it. Well, you should probably host it on Discord. Uh, no, that that's not a thing. Oh. You don't host a Discord bot on Discord. I don't know. I don't use Discord. Uh, it's too bad. You should. It's a really, really great piece of software. I have it on my phone for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> yeah? There, uh, for Marvel Puzzle Quest. There is a start... Marvel Puzzle Quest Discord? Yes. And there's a sub-channel 
for um, bracket updates. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's <clears throat> ten levels you can play at, and each level's got five different ending times, and but there's only allowed a maximum of 1,000 people in each bracket, and then once it reaches 1,000, it resets. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole, like, timing versus, you know, trying to jump in at the right time. So, you know, if you jump in... When you're, you know, person number one, it's a lot better than if you jump in when you're person nine, you know, 999. Right. So that's what I do. That's literally okay. the only reason I have this on my phone. It's a good system. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I'm still trying to get people at work to do hangouts. So. To- <laughs> uh, yeah, Discord is kind of like a step beyond that. Yeah. A little bit at a time. Um, do we want to hit the start hitting some topics? Sure. What topics would you like to hit? Uh, There's a lot in here. Yes, yes, there is. We we have a number of these topics. Um, some of which a little happier than others. Where would you like to start, Andy? Well, um. Kind of updating one of the previous topics we talked about. Uh, sure. Activision Blizzard was moving off of Twitch onto YouTube. Okay. And for their their like esports esports stuff. So yes. Uh, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Starcraft, Warcraft Three, Call of Duty, Call of Duty because it's Activision. Yep. So um, the the deal was announced, and now uh, multiple sources. Who are remaining, you know, anonymous due to, you know, not wanting to see Not wanting to lose their job. Yeah. Um, Have given um, the figure of $160 million is what YouTube paid Activision Blizzard to get the rights. Wow. That's a lot of money. $160 million to become the exclusive broadcaster. Of Activision Blizzard esports. They'll probably make that back. Probably, yeah, no, especially since we've always talked about, you know, how much esports is making people now. Yep. Uh, the exact breakdown of how much each property contributes to the total payout from Google is not known, but sources said that the majority is toward Overwatch, with a lesser bit still, but still notable, going towards Call of Duty, while Hearthstone was described as essentially a free throw-in for YouTube. <laughs> what? Yep. <clears throat> hey guys, we'll pay you, you know, can you know, we'll pay you 160 million dollars, you know, you know, I, I, for these games and then, you know, like Google <laughs> Activision Blizzard's like, "Okay, we'll take this, but we'll throw it, we'll throw in Hearthstone for free." Yeah. The deal includes significant incentive clauses for ad <clears throat> sales and viewership targets. So the money coming On to the league and, uh money coming to the league and teams could go up markedly. Okay. So Activision basically agreed to this, but they said, you know, hey, you know, we want to make sure we actually get it. If you, you know, if you don't do this, then we might just move on, I guess. Or it's if it does this well, you owe us this much more. Yes. Okay. So we'll. uh, I'm just reading through and like, well. Uh, I mean, it's just interesting that they thought they'd get a better deal out of YouTube. Well, they, they uh, according to most people, it's, uh, what was it, $90 million for Overwatch when it was on Twitch? Yeah, Overwatch was reportedly valued at $90 million over two years for Twitch. All right. So, well, then. You know, it might be around that same amount, but we know with the incentives to actually, you know... Yeah, I know. yeah, ninety million, a lot of cash. How much was E Trade just bought for? E Trade was just bought. Yeah, I missed that. Oh yeah, no, E Trade was bought. How, by... how many billions of dollars? Oh, hold on, I'm looking it up. E Trade, <clears throat> uh, thirteen billion. Holy shit! Morgan Stanley bought E Trade for thirteen for thirteen billion, billion dollars. Yes. Wow. That's about on average um, $2,500 per customer of E-Trade. 
Man, we, like, that amount of money is staggering. <clears throat> Literally it's, staggering. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm thrown because of the sheer volume of money. $13 billion in all stock. All stock takeover. The $13 billion is <clears throat> basically just stock value, I guess. Wow. So no actual dollar bills were harmed in the making of this purchase. Okay. So what what other ungodly amounts of money are being thrown around? I mean, you've got E-Trade, you've got Activision Blizzard. Right now? Um, <laughs> not that I, I think it was Act- – uh, I know Victoria's Secret got sold, but I don't remember for how much for that for that one. Yeah. Uh, there are some companies that are trying to get sold and not doing a very good job about it. We've got two topics on that. Oh, Oh, Victoria's Secret is only worth $1.1 billion. That's nothing. Only a billion. Only a billion. Being sold to uh, a private Blue equity Apron. firm. Okay. Are you familiar with Blue Apron? Oh, yes. Yeah, we tried Blue Apron. How did you like Blue Apron? Uh, we had, like, one recipe that we really liked from them. Okay. Do you still use Blue Apron? No, no, no. We got our We got basically our free boxes and then ran away. Yeah, so... It sounded like a lot of people. <laughs> that, that sounds like what a lot of people ended up doing. Get the free box and then run away. Uh, they are in deep trouble. They have lost an incredible amount of money. Well, I remember at one point they had like a million subscribers. Who were all doing the free package. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, they're down to like only like 350,000 people now. Yeah. So they've lost a lot of people. Um, their orders are dropping. They have no cash. They are running out of money. They are in deep trouble. So they're looking for someone to buy them. Uh, <laughs> but then no one wants to buy their packages. Why would anyone want to buy their company? This, uh, yeah, this, yeah. <clears throat> it's like those loot boxes that you always saw. You know, it's, oh, this loot box and this loot box. I'm like, where are they now? Nowhere. You know, pen, pay, you know, this month, and we'll send you a, a World of Warcraft crate every month full of World of Warcraft items. Yep. How'd that go? Yeah. Did, did that go well? Well, I keep on hearing, you know, you know, like uh, ads for monthly subscription boxes. But still, it's... I just... I, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it. The draw? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Blue Apron is not the only company in deep trouble, though. How is HelloFresh got a problem? Our annual favorite. Oh. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say, is HelloFresh got a problem, too? Uh, I mean, probably, but I was thinking GameStop. Oh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like we have to, like, speak their name in hushed tones now. Just because they're, like, in such deep trouble? They're just, I, I feel like they're just trying to, you know, keep the keep the ball rolling until the next generation comes out. And then they're like, oh, can we please survive? Can we please survive? Can we please survive? I feel like they're just trying to keep the lights on until the next generation. Like, forget the ball rolling. Their stock is at $4. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am too. That was a very expensive bet. Yep. Sometimes the stock market ain't your friend. Nope. Now, that said, Microsoft was a fantastic bet. Yeah. Heck, I, uh, what did I have when I was back in uh, 2008? <laughs> I was uh, talking with one of my professors over at KVCC, and we were talking about Tesla, and he bought... I convinced him to buy Tesla back in 2008. Oh. So, so I'm... Oh, my. Yeah, I'm curious to see stock price. 900, let's see, 2008. Or not 2008, sorry, 2010. <laughs> back in 2010, $20 a share. And now it's $900 a share. $900 a share. You should look him up. Yeah, Ask probably. Him when he sold. <laughs> And if he bought a Tesla with money. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully. Uh, so GameStop is in trouble. They they are underperforming. 
Uh, people don't go to the store anymore. Managers are struggling to meet their their like expectations, and they're pressing it onto the staff, and it's just bad all around. Yeah. I also love that in this ar- the article about GameStop, they're just like, yeah, everybody's just got low morale. And I'm like, eh, I could see that. Yeah, because everyone sees the writing on the wall. I remember I went to the... <laughs> when did I go to... I went with to a GameStop last year, I do believe. Because Isaac was sick. It was right around my birthday. So I went and I walked in there and I'm like, I need to get a birthday present for myself. And they're like, oh, what do you have? And I'm like, an Xbox 360. And they're like, you should get an Xbox One. And I'm just like, no, not... Not that part of my uh, birthday, mm-hmm. but I picked up uh, I picked up Watch Dogs for the 360. Still haven't touched it yet, but oh, it's such a good game! I know, such a good game. <laughs> I think the only game that I would have buses in would be probably Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are buses in Watch Dog. I know there's driving in Watch Dog. You need to find a game with buses for uh, for Isaac? Yes, if there's buses in the game, then he would probably actually be paying attention to it. Okay. And I could entertain him, him with that. Yeah. I think both Watchdog and GTA may be a touch too violent for <laughs> your your child. Uh, do there are there any buses in the Burnout games? There's a bus in Twisted Metal. <laughs> Uh, I could try Burnout Crash. That one's kind of cartoony, and it's got explosions. Mm-hmm. God, I haven't played that Burnout Crash in forever. That was such a fun little arcade type game, though. Oh. Um, but yeah, I can probably get some of the Burnout games or Need for Speed. Blur, maybe? I don't know. Uh, neither do I. There's got to be a website that has, like, video games... With buses. Desert bus. <laughs> no, I'm not going to play desert bus. <laughs> bus simulator 18. Oh, no, but I've, I've, I've had... The, the problem with the bus simulator games is I have to watch... I would have to drive it in third person. Coach bus driving simulator. Because I've actually got train simulator on my computer now. Isaac was not very excited about it, though. No surprise also, I also don't know how to drive a train. <laughs> I jumped into the quick drive, and I was like, okay, throttle up. And it went, like, 20 feet, and then some some emergency something another went off, and I'm just like, I don't know what button to push. <laughs> how do train work? <laughs> like, there's gotta be... There's a tutorial in there somewhere, so I feel like I have to go play the tutorial and actually learn how, you know, trains work in order for me to drive a train. So. So, um, other... Other things that are bringing up stuff from the past with PlayStation and Sony. Yeah. um, The PlayStation forums are officially closing. Are forums dead? Uh, depends on who you are, t- what age group you're looking at. Because okay. I, I, uh, there's a forum called uh, MI Buzzboard, which is all for TV and radio guys to basically, you know, mm-hmm. anonymously talk about the TV and radio industry. But I, I assume that the forums are shutting down because they have so many other mechanisms for communication. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, social media and... Uh, uh, and the like. Yeah. The brief announcement posted by community manager Groovy Matthew encourages users to continue the conversation via PlayStation.blog, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So, everything other than a forum. Yeah. So, I ask again, are forums dead? With a majority of people, yes. With some people, okay. though, forums are still in use. Heck, I think I've even got some uh, email like lists that I'm a, a member of. If you want to talk about old school. I mean, if you want to go old school, you have to talk about BBS. Well, yeah, I know, but... 
That's <laughs> that's way old school. But you know, like listserv sort of things. Yep, I've got uh, the SBE still has a listserv going. So you know, depends on you know what you're looking for. Humble Train Simulator bundle. Pay what you want for train simulator stuff. Well, hey. Speaking of not being able to drive a train. Yep. Pay a dollar or more to unlock a bunch of the add-ons. Four sixty-five to get even more add-ons. Twelve dollars or more to get even more add-ons. I don't know. I feel like I should probably. I could. Mm, I could just pay a dollar and get you know four of these add-ons here, and then because I think some of these trains are blue, so that's a bonus. If I can figure out how to drive these. <laughs> You gotta get Isaac to figure out how to drive him. Yes, because then he would just, you know, be able to entertain himself. Yes. Oh God, Fat Tuesday is on Tuesday. Sorry, I was looking at my emails, looking at my listserv thing there, and it's like, hey, Fat Tuesday. I could go now and get punchkis. Is it that time of year already? Yeah. Okay. Ash Wednesday starts on Wednesday. All right then. Um, what other information do we have, Andy? We're we're kind of stalling out. Um, Sony has else. also pulled out of a lot of conventions. Yes, over concerns about NCOV nineteen. Yes, PlayStation is pulled out of GDC along with Facebook Gaming slash Oculus. Uh, GDC says that. Um, where's the thing there? 10 of the 550 companies participating in the show have either canceled their presence or sent North American staff to run their booth at JDC. And PlayStation has already pulled its planned appearance at PAX East next week. Yep. PAX actually made a, a official statement in response saying that they understand and there's no bad blood and that they hope that PlayStation will come back for a future PAX. Which, you know, I get you on that one. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sakes, I think I caught swine flu at PAX, so... You you did, I believe, catch H1N1 at PAX. So, yeah, let's, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm all for letting you stay home. That's... Yeah. Actually, please stay home. Yes, please stay home. Yeah, no, there was, there's no blood, bad blood whatsoever. If, if you are, if you are sick, please stay home. Yes. Uh, if you were worried about getting sick, also, like, don't go. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to get sick. You'll get conflu on top of coronavirus. That, no. I don't think I actually got sick at PAX Prime this year. Oh, good. I think I stayed pretty healthy the whole time. Of course, now I feel like utter garbage right now, but that has nothing to do with PAX. Well, I think also my fact is, you know, dressing up as Waldo at PAX, everybody wants to take your photo. Yeah, so they're so you like everyone's shoulders, like arms around your shoulder and, and touching you. And yep. Yep. So if I ever do that again, I'm bringing hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Waldo next to the hand sanitizer dispenser? <laughs> Washing his hands. Washing his hands. Yep. So, yeah. So the PlayStation's closing their forums. They're not going to GDC. They're not going to PAX East. It's a it's a non travel time for PlayStation, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Facebook said, though, since they're not coming to GDC, they're still going to make announcements at GDC, but doing it via digital formats. So they're telecommuting to GDC. So I guess that's, you know, a plus. Granted, with the way that, you know, telecommuting stuff is going on right now, it's most of the time it's like, <clears throat> you know, I <laughs> telecom. I'm fine with people telecommuting. That's just one of my things. It's, you know. Why are we spending the time and effort having people drive into work to sit in front of a computer when they could do that from home? I don't know. I, I kind of wish I could work from home a lot more than I do. Granted, there are times where, you know, I had to go into work yesterday, and I did that because trying to tell because I had to log into two markets at the same time because mm -hmm. uh, we were broadcasting the Tigers in a different market, but we were receiving the satellite in the first market. So there was a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go into work because trying to VPN into both markets at the same time doesn't always work all that well. So I just like, you know what? I'm just going to go into work. 
That way, you know, the business network has already got all the tunnels already set up, so I don't have to VPN in. I just, you know, literally just type in one market's IP address and then type in the other market's IP address and boom, I'm off to the races. So, And then I had to go back in again because something was mislabeled in the system. Ooh. So I had act- I'm looking at it going, this should work. Why is it not working? And I had to actually go in and look, and I'm like, oh, it's physically in the different port than what's labeled in the system. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yep. Sometimes reality conflicts with virtual world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there have been I can I can count many times where I had to literally, you know, with a notepad walk up to the switch and go, "Okay, switch port 8 is plugged into cable 4." Okay, so cable 4, let's follow cable 4 and I physically follow <laughs> cable 4. And go, oh, okay. no. Draw an arrow. Cable 4 plugs into device X. <laughs> Port 2. Okay. And then I go to the, the documentation and go, okay, I have to actually make sure this is actually written down this way. Yeah. That's what they pay you for. I know. You know, people are like, you know, and I'm starting to do all this stuff virtually now. And they're like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because if it's just virtually... I don't have to worry about physical connections anymore being in the wrong spot or, you know, somebody accidentally kicking a wire. It's a virtual connection. It's like, you know, we can just, I can set up and change it from my computer, from anywhere, and I'm off to the races. Speaking of working, though, that's actually a topic we can talk about. What would your thoughts be on a four-day work week? Not doing four tens, but literally four eights. Didn't Microsoft try that in Japan, and it worked out really ridiculously well? Yes. Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, Shake Shack started testing the idea a year and a half ago, which would... This is what I'm more interested in, because, you know, working at a business like Microsoft, it's not... Yes, it's technically a 24-7 operation, but, you know, there's... You know, it's not open seven days a week, if that makes sense. I mean, okay... Shake Shack right. is Shake Shack is open seven days a week. Yes, you need someone working on weekends. Yes, so you know how do how would that work? But the the burger chain shortened managers' work weeks to four days at some stores and found that recruitment spiked, especially among women. But just managers? Uh, duh, duh, duh. so the workers still had to work whenever the hell they were told to work. I don't know. That's not in this article. I would have to contact somebody at Shake Shack and find out. So, Andy, what I need you to do is go to find out where the heck the nearest Shake Shack is. Or just find out Shake Shack's corporate headquarters phone number. I look for Shake Shack and I get Steak and Shake. That's No, that's not the same. Nope. There's some in Chicago and there's one in Ann Arbor. (laughs) Oh, there's one in uh, Milwaukee. Um, But yeah, no, uh, they're expanding this trial to a third of its U.S. stores. Offering the benefit required Shake Shack to find time savings elsewhere, so it switched to computer software to track supplies of ground beef. Yeah, <laughs> what were they doing to track the ground beef before they used computer software? Uh, shipping labels? I, I mean, I assume people had ways of tracking stuff before computers. Yes, yes, no. That's, that's probably the most millennial thing I'll say this week. <laughs> Would you like a, a four-day work week? I could see that. Do you feel like you'd be more efficient on your other days? I, I could see that as well, yeah. The problem I have is, like, uh, some of our, our classes are five days of class. Mm, yeah, They're so actually four days, but we start them halfway into the first day, so they go halfway into the fifth day. Okay, so you don't do, you just do 32 hours per week then? You just do five short days? <clears throat> I mean, I, I can't really shorten that. I know. The, the content is there. We'd have to totally redesign it. Most of the interest has not come from American employers, though, because yeah. a professor of management at Wharton School of Business says that's because the concept runs counter to American notions of work and capitalism. Yep. Work yep. hard every day of your life. Yep. Be a corporate slave. <laughs> I don't see the contemporary U.S. employer saying, you know what, if we create more value here, we're going to give it to the employees. No, I I do not. No, no. Shareholders. Fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. It's a Supreme Court case I would very much like to go back and reverse. 
One company says that her company moved to a four-day work week three years ago and has been a success, but she has heard from other leaders who say it didn't work for them. She says it fails when employees aren't motivated and where managers don't trust employees. Well, yeah, if your employees aren't motivated, they're just not going to... They're just not going to get stuff done in 32 hours instead of 40, and then it, you're going to be even more behind. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you'd have to be motivated, you know, to know that you've only got 32 hours to get your stuff done. So just, you know, boom, 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 those 32 hours, and then take a break. Yeah. But if you got somebody only working at, like, 30% efficiency, if they're not self-motivated, they're just, it's just going to crash and burn around them. Well, but, yes. Yes. Um, my, my thing is like what there's, there's an additional layer, which is I want to, I feel like we as a society need to start attacking the idea that has been so ingrained in the society that if you don't work, you are worthless and that we need to stop tying work and productivity to value. I could see that because the, the whole point of an advanced society is that we should work less to accomplish the same amount. Yeah. The productivity increases and what happens is just <laughs> we just keep do- using the same amount of energy and just, you know, <clears throat> rather than keep your same amount of productivity and work less, it's we work more and just increase productivity even more. Does that make sense? I think that was what I was what you were trying to say. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Okay, what else we got here? Oh, uh, Google Stadia is expanding. About damn time. Two new smartphones. Wait, what? Uh, Stadia will work on some Android phones from Samsung, Asus, and Razer. What about Pixel? Well, the Pixel phones are already on there. Okay. But, you know... Uh, but, like, the articles I've been reading on Stadia are all saying, like, it's stagnant and they aren't getting enough games for it. So... What? Uh, well, last month, Google promised to bring more than 120 games to a cloud gaming service in 2020. So it announced okay. five of those new games last week. What are those new games? Uh, Panzer Dragoon Remake, Serious Sam Collection, Lost Words Beyond Ooh, the Page. Those sound thrilling. Splitting. Well, Lost Words Beyond the Page is a puzzle game. I might be interested in that. Uh, splittings and Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. A color 3D tower builder that reminds the person a lot of Jenga. Joy. Mm-hmm. These are the first games announced since launch. Okay. First new games announced since launch in February of this year. Yeah. But hey, if you got a Samsung Galaxy S8, 9, 10, or 20... You can now play on you can now Google Stadia. You can now play on Google Stadia on your phone. Woo! With a series of crappy games. Yep hear the the enthusiasm in my voice <laughs> yep i feel like yeah stadia is expanding in the wrong direction yeah <laughs> guys it's it's not that you need more platforms it's like yes we've, we've expanded to include you know be able to do this on instagram well what's your product we don't have that yet but we've got a we've got a facebook like button uh you need more yeah so, uh, do you want to keep on going with this whole streaming idea, or do you want to go move over to hacking and other problems of that nature? Oh, I'm in the mood to get depressed. Let's go over to hacking. Okay. Who got um, hacked? Well, an undisclosed U.S. gas pipeline operator. That doesn't sound great. Yes. The advisory issued on Tuesday said the threat actor never obtained the ability to control or manipulate operations. It's just that somebody fell for a phishing email and installed ransomware on a computer. And that computer um, was connected to the company's OT network, which is, you know, all of your basically, you know, microcontrollers and everything. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) So they had to shut down... Infrastructure. Yeah, they they had to How shut down that computer, that? and so therefore they had to shut down their operations because they had no monitoring devices. Yeah how how hard is it to understand secure your infrastructure? Yeah, there's there's a reason why you know the there's 
I'm very secure about people who can access our servers that handle all of our, you know, audio files and everything of that nature. So you have your business people, and they're on their business network, and then all the rest of the network is over there. I don't combine the two of them. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Air gap. Yeah. <laughs> there is, in order to access our actual automation computers remotely, you have to log in via the VPN, then you have to log into a server, then you have to log into the remote software, and then you can get onto the automation computer itself. <laughs> so you have to know three separate logins in order to actually get yourself onto one of the automation computers. And people are like, oh yeah, can you do this quickly? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I can get in there, but it's going to take me a minute. <laughs> Intentionally so. Yeah. By design. By design, it's going to take me a minute. So yeah, so the attack started with a malicious link in a phishing email that allowed attackers <laughs> to obtain initial access to the organization's IT network and later pivot to the company's OT network. Because <sighs> they had that OT network... On, yeah. Well, also because someone fell for a phishing email. Yes. My my IT team actually does a fake phishing email randomly throughout the year. Yeah, somebody. Who was it? There was. Uh, I think it was last month. Um, one of the syndicators, major syndicator for a lot of the different programs that a lot of different radio stations take um one of their email accounts got hacked and so they sent out legitimate looking invoices to everybody coming from an email that normally you know you look at for you know you would get an email invoice for hey you know i'm glad you carried our show here's our invoice you know you got to pay this yeah but um luckily um it also it didn't distinguish you know from the accountants on the list versus the people who were the program directors on the list. So a bunch of program directors who have never seen any, you know, accounting information were sent these invoices. So luckily I had some of those program directors email me going, hey, um, I normally don't get these emails. And I looked at them like, yeah, it's because that's not a legitimate, you know, you look at, you hover over the, the, you know, pay now button and you look and it's like, that's not the website. It goes to Bitcoin. Yeah, it's just like, nope. That's a that's a spam email. Yep. The the fake phishing email that the IT group sends out just has a link in it. Um, but I, I looked at the link. I didn't actually click on it, but I looked at the URL it went to, and I'm like, huh, that's an odd string of characters at the end of it. That looks like something that's been encoded into, like, a 64-bit or a 32-bit, like, string. And sure enough, I went and, and converted it back, and it was my user ID. Ah. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I could take this, and I could fake clicking it as anyone. <laughs> I was really tempted to to generate the link and click on it like six times as uh, the person who I knew was in charge of IT security. <laughs> Oh, just to be like, hey, if you're going to do this, like, don't insult my intelligence. So, yeah, so somebody was able to uh, they took it down for two days because there was an actual, you know, uh, they, they got infected. And so they purposely took down their own system in order to fix it. But they were down for two days because of that. So that, you know, they didn't actually hack the system and shut it down. They just hacked the system, infected it, and caused the people to shut it down. They said it took two days because there was no actual plan of restoration in their security stuff. They had no um, failback, failover, whatever, uh, disaster recovery. That's the term I'm looking for. They They had no disaster recovery plan for this. Oh, my God. Guys. Yep. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? Uh, s- some guys at McAfee. Yeah, McAfee security researchers were able to hack, well, basically hack a Tesla by being able to put some electrical tape on a speed limit sign and have it 
read the wrong speed limit on the sign. So it was doing visual recognition and it saw 85 instead of 35. Yes. That's not a good idea. Um, so yes, they legitimately basically, you know, hacked the car's cruise control and had it successfully change from 35 miles per hour to 85 miles per hour. Um, but the, the model that they used was a 2016 Tesla and the newer Tesla models have since stopped using the cameras for speed limits for, for they, they use their own proprietary cameras now. Okay. And the version of the old camera used in those models has been updated, and that version no, is no longer susceptible to the hack. How is it no longer susceptible to the hack? I'm kind of curious about that. My guess is there's probably better recognition software. Of, like, this is without, like, falls out of the tolerance and therefore isn't a valid sign? I'm not exactly sure. I just know they were using uh, the IQ3 the IQ3 has been updated, and this hack no longer works on the IQ3 cameras. Now, I'll point out, this hack would theoretically also work on, like, humans, right? If I go to a speed limit sign and I, like, paint it... Well, no, no, no. They, if you look at the McAfee article... Um, I gotta find it. Hang on. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll get you the link of the actual sign... That has been modified. There we go. Do, do, do. Tesla camera fooled. There's Dave. Paste to Dave. That's the sign. Oh, that's that's what they did. Yes. They extended the middle part of the three to be longer. Huh. And the camera thought that was an eight. Yes. I see. Yeah, I think that's just better recognition needed. Yeah, so the cameras have already been updated. The Teslas no longer use those cameras. So it's like, yes, we got a Tesla to do this. And a lot of people freaked out. And it's like year old Tesla to yeah. do something terrible. A four year old Tesla with old cameras yeah. to do something. Yeah. But as we have seen, sometimes people don't update their stuff. What? No. I know. Everyone updates all their stuff all the time. And totally keeps their security up to date. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, MGM hotels were hacked. Also got hacked. Yeah, 10.6 million guests had their information posted online. Yay. Uh, what sort of information? Uh, full names, home addresses, phone numbers, emails, and dates of birth. That's so a no, lot of information. Yeah, no credit card information. <laughs> they were clear to point that out. No credit card information. <laughs> We did not lose your financial information. Just, Just your name, home phone, and email. And date of birth. And your date of birth. So we, we could go to the doctor and impersonate you. Right? Because that's what the doctor always asks. It's like, mm-hmm. what's your name? What's your date of birth? What's your home phone or your home address? Yes. Oh, why? <laughs> For 10 million guests? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. That was actually not the worst hotel one recently. I, I saw in another article there was actually one that had like 300 million people. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But still, yeah, 10.6 million MGM hotel guests had their information dumped on there. According to MGM, though, they uh, this happened last July, and... They promptly notified all impacted hotel guests in accordance with applicable state laws. Good. So. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Marriott hotels were hacked in uh, 2017, had hundreds of millions of users, 500 million hotel guests from Marriott back in 2017. So there you go. It it could have been worse. Only 10.6 million. (laughs) <laughs> it's a sad state when it could have been worse. Yeah. All right, Dave, is there anything okay. on this list that you want to talk about? Nah, I'm pretty good. I think it's time for the random review. Yes, it is time for the random review. It is your review this week, Dave. I would like to add an entry to the Better Late Than Never reviews, uh, or also the I Can't Believe You Waited This Long reviews, and I would like to review Undertale. 
Undertale. Tale like dog, tale like story. Story. Okay. Undertale. Released in 2015. (laughs) Initial release date, September 15th, 2015. Uh, Hang on, hang on. Let me see if I can find when I purchased this. Undertale, last played. Does it have the purchase date? Note, release date, the 15th. Uh, Properties? No, it won't have it. I was going to see if I could find out how long it's been sitting in my um, Steam queue. Ah. Because it's been there for a long time. Uh, It's a game. It's an RPG. And I guess, spoiler warning? Question mark? Well, wait a minute. Andy, we talked about this game, to be clear. You've heard of this game. It won a crap ton of awards back in 2015 and 2016. Like, we have discussed that this game is a thing. Do you have absolutely no recollection of this? None whatsoever. But... Oh, God. I I don't remember what I had for lunch this week. So... So, Undertale is a game where it it has some twists in it, and I kind of want you to play it, but... Alright, so, uh, spoilers. For the 20 of you who are like me who have waited for this long and haven't played it, or the, like, five of you who are like Andy and have no idea what this thing is, go play it. Like, legit, that is going to be my review for you. It's the same review that everyone else gives it. Go play the damn game. It's, like, three and a half hours long. Like, it's a short game, and it's just, it's... Okay, so five hours. I've got five hours ranked on mine. Uh, And it is just, it's a clever and fantastic RPG. I'm trying to do this without any spoilers. Um, I really enjoyed it. It is very deep. And even having watched people play it and having, like, I know the spoilers. I know all the the little things. It's still effing funny. It's still cute as hell. It's still challenging. So, like, there's actual, like, it, you're not just pointing and clicking. Like, there's there's work that needs to be done to play this game. And it is just such a lovely little game. It is currently $10 on Steam. It's $15 on the Switch. Oh. Well, I don't have a Switch. Yeah. Metacritic so score I, of So, I guess 92. I will have to ask you, Andy, what is the likelihood of you playing this game? Um, well, let me To be clear, if you play this, you are a lucky, lucky person to have not had all the spoilers and, and, like, the stuff behind the scenes. Like, the twists are going to get you. Well, let me look at my Steam library, see if it's in there. Oh, look, Steam has to update. Oh, look, there goes the audio quality. (laughs) Because I'm downloading 102 megabytes. Nope, it's a, uh, it's extracting the package. Yeah, as soon as I open up Steam, though, everything is going to be like, oh, I got to update. <laughs> if you would like, I will go and get this for $10 and play it during my lunch breaks. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 It's so good, Andy. It's such a good game. If you say you beat it in five hours, that will give me time during my lunch breaks to, you know. Yeah, you could do it in like two weeks. So normally I just play Hearthstone, but, you know. I can, and it's I can. it's really easy to just stop. There's save points all over the place. The, the dialogue is cute. It does a lot of really good things. I, yeah, just just remember the tagline. The RPG where you don't have to destroy anyone. Oh, look at that. I got five things I need to <laughs> Let's look on uh, my list. The game was written and developed and composed by Toby Fox, who just is a he's a really impressive developer. Yep. And musician. Holy crap, the soundtrack is good. I do not currently own the game, so I will have to get it. Let me close out of Steam before it starts sucking up all my bandwidth. Yep. And I will I will reiterate my my review of this is that even if you are like me and you have seen people play the game and you know all the the twists and tricks and, like, what happens if, 
go play it anyway. It's still fun. It's still cute. And the music is just great. And the battles are exciting. And just go play it. Go play it. Turn off the podcast. Go play the game. (laughs) On the Switch, on the PS4, on the PS Vita, and on the PC. It's available everywhere. Okay, adding that to the topic. Okay, so should we hit the random topic? Random topic. Yes, we should. Okay, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What catchy jingle or bit of advertising has stuck with you all these years? By Madden. <laughs> Empire Today. Ah, uh, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, I know it's not a jingle or a um, piece of advertising, but Kate always points this out that every time I roll for the random topic, I yeah. always say, Wheel of Morality, Wheel turn, of morality turn, 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 turn. Tell us the lessons that we should learn. Yep. It's not a piece of advertising, but man, that is... I that's say, catchy. Yeah, I say that's, that every single time that, you know, I do something random. I just, Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Oh... Uh, Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Kit Kat bar. There we go. Oh, I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. (laughs) Uh, I mean, tons of, like, cereals. Yeah. Gum. They're magically delicious. (laughs) Uh, Mentos? Nothing gets to you, staying fresh and true. No, no, not that one. No? No, not that one. I just, that one, nope, not really. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, there's tons of them. There's probably a medley of them if you go and look them up. Oh, probably. It would just be just... What's Old Spices? Ding! Bum, 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 bum. Intel? Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, NBC, yeah. Yeah, now it's right now. I um, I have all the uh, you know. I could sing you the Paw Patrol theme, the Bubble Guppies theme, the Blaze and the Monster <laughs> Machines theme. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Yes. No. We were listening to Baby Shark earlier today. Um, oh, that uh, the the Home Depot riff. Did you Depot. all? Yeah, the Home Depot commercials where they have like doo doo at the very beginning, and it's got that. I can't really sing the jingle, but I hear that jingle. I just think of Home Depot. That one just... I'm... I, I can't think of it right now. Look up any Home Depot commercial and... I'm, I am. I am. Is it at the beginning or the end? Oh, it's normally at the beginning. Oh, doo-doo. Okay. It's it's just the baseline for Home Depot. Yeah. Home Depot's baseline. <laughs> I don't know if that's a jingle. No. But it's still... it. You know, you hear that and you think of, you know... Oh, meow, 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 I have not heard that one in 15 years. Meow, meow, meow. Yep. Okay, anything else? No, I'm just going to, I'm going to have to, you know, listen to a whole bunch of other stuff to try and get some of these out of my head. Because... You know what has really good music to listen to that can get this out of your head? What? Undertale. <laughs> Seriously, it will it will push all of this out of your head because you won't have a choice because the Undertale music is so good. I, I guess I'll have to try that. Yeah. Uh, for those of us who need an earwig, uh, I will play our closing theme and say that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>